Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. News of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, it is tax day. I hate tax day. Tax day sucks. And when you file your taxes, if you owe any taxes, there is a chance that the IRS will dip into your bank account. So if you paid your taxes last year with a check, they might have your bank account number and they will take the money out. So what happened to us last year is we wrote a check or we transferred the money, we wired the money to them. And at the same time, we didn't know it, they went into our bank account and took the money. So then we were terribly overdrawn and it took us months to get the money back so that happened watch your 10 bank years account. ago they took really? all of the money that i had in my account which wasn't much i'll admit that but i went to go to my bank account and it was all gone it had been taken by the irs and they had made a mistake and they had to give me back that money and much more but it was a very shocking thing to go to your atm and have all your money gone because the irs right. took it from you yeah. And, and actually, the bank said not only the IRS can do that, but anyone can do that. This is what people don't understand. It's the craziest thing. They anyone. will not. They if somebody I, I hate to say this because I'm anybody who's listening could then become a fraudster. I've been defrauded this way. Someone can take the numbers off your check and just start pulling the money out of your account. Yeah. I mean, I'm not kidding. It's really crazy. So. Uh, unrelated to that horrible story is the horrible stories coming out of Minneapolis, the Chauvin trial of the cop who was responsible for the death of George Floyd. Was it murder? Was it manslaughter? Or maybe he wasn't responsible. Was it a fentanyl overdose? The jury will decide if there's reasonable doubt and that the defense rested though after not much so i guess they felt like the prosecutor did not put on much of a case the defense just started their defense this week i think monday or tuesday and they have already rest and the closing arguments will be on monday giving the jury the weekend to think about whether or not they want to risk their lives and acquit Chauvin and giving all the protesters the weekend to smash things and really hone their protesting, brick-throwing, window-breaking skills. And I think they were not sequestered. So the, the jury, so they would be exposed to this. And either they're disposed to thinking uh, Dante, if that's, I don't know exactly how to pronounce his name, right, the guy. Yeah, so, so here's a story that we've been talking about. That's that, interesting what you just said. I, I want to pass it up on it. Yeah. Is with all of these riots and stuff going on, literally right in the area, close right. by to where these jurors right. are. Can you imagine looking out the window? I don't know where they're staying and seeing a building on fire across the street, an right. army of protest. That is an intimidating thing. That's that's terrorism from the perspective of the jury. Or or it can turn them off and say, you know what? That's true. Screw these people. Like, you don't know what impact that will have. Like, a really good lawyer does know. So I think that, that, that the judge might know, the lawyers might know. But the story is that this week, Maybe it was last week, but it was not. I think it was over the weekend that a motorist, a black motorist was stopped for either having air fresheners hanging down or having an expired tag. But there's this video of a white female police officer shooting him with a gun accidentally when she meant it to be a taser. 
And there's a lot of analysis. I haven't actually dug into it. All the people have sent me some that the video's bull. That it's not, it does not really show what we're told it shows. I've been suspicious of the story from the beginning, for sure. No question about it. Definitely a psyop, in my opinion. And uh, and some listeners have, or patrons have said, hey, like, do you think that really happened? Like, why do you cover these stories like they're real? Well, they are really the stories. These are really the stories. It's, and whatever happened or didn't happen, that video and the stories that the media have been covering is sparking these protests. Or the, the media is in league with people. Why did the Wall Street Journal say that the protests were sparked by the Center for Arab American Relations or the coalition CARE, C-A-I-R? Why would they say that? Like they're being provocative on purpose. Uh, the Wall Street Journal yesterday said that the protesters were kneeling down with their hands up in protest. Like this guy didn't kneel down and put his hands up. Like they're just being very provocative. And I think that these will spread that these protests are going to spread across the country on cue and that that is a problem yeah they're creating the narrative that they want to imprint on the public mind which as we know from the narrative warfare stuff we've analyzed that the narrative is not the truth it is created for an agenda by the powers that be to serve their purposes often getting people who are involved in pushing the narrative to do things against their own interest and that is what we're seeing here protesters are getting scammed also some of them will get arrested because they'll be on camera a drone camera a stoplight camera they'll take a picture of themselves put it on social media so they could very well be vulnerable to getting rounded up by the fbi just like they did last summer just like some of the people from january 6th have been that's well. the thing so these things could be psyops from start to finish like the video could be fake the media stories or all the people who are in on pushing the story could be full of it the protests could be ignited by uh, an organization that is in on it, whatever. But real people will get lured into these situations yep. and they're not going to get a pass. Right. And then it's going to and then who knows if they get the other side yeah. to also react because they are trying to gin up that stuff, January 6th stuff, Q stuff. Yeah. And that's what's sad about it. All these people, there's going to be people to get hurt and the media has blood on their hands over this. And I saw an extraordinary thing last night on CBS. We Yesterday, we saw the Veritas video where we heard the CNN guy, the technical director, talk about how they propagandize, how they gin up fear, how they put the COVID numbers up there because they want to scare people. And right on cue from CBS, a different network, the Tonight Show or the Late Show with Colbert, one of the most extraordinary World War II-like pieces of propaganda that I have ever seen, almost <laughs> the entire show. Here's the beginning. The beginning theme is Biden is pulling out of Afghanistan and the world rejoices. Colbert might as well have tap danced his way out onto the, the stage at his house or wherever he was doing it from and click his heels in the air because he was so excited about how heroic Joe Biden was about saying he's going to pull out of Afghanistan, acting as though three months ago Colbert wasn't calling Trump a Nazi for saying the exact same thing, which he was. <laughs> I, I did also notice that story about Biden pulling out the troops from ex Afghanistan on September 11th, the 20th anniversary of 9-11. They were still in Afghanistan all that time. I don't. And when Trump said that he was pulling the troops out, I didn't believe it because he, he made like the head of advisory over there, a guy who Steve Feinberg, a guy who was um, a principal at. DynCorp, I think, or who owned DynCorp through a financial 
manage Cerberus Capital or one of those guys. And I was like, those guys have a heavy interest in Afghanistan, like in it going on and on. So Trump did re- reverse position on that Afghanistan thing. Something happened, justify going back in there. Bottom line for me is those guys, I, there have been pictures that have come out of there where our troops are, or mercenaries that are in our employ are defending the poppy fields. And when when the Taliban controlled Afghanistan, they eradicated the poppy cultivation in like one or two years. I mean, I, I've read I read that way back in the day. So I don't think they're abandoning the drug trade. I think that's not happening. So whether they admit it or not, I think that there will be plenty of presence there unless they get the government of Afghanistan to go to do it for us, in which case that's just a puppet. Yeah. But, and anyway. speaking of puppets, back to Colbert, who was yeah. very much a freaking puppet. He totally. exposed what his agenda was in talking about Biden, you know, gleefully Biden is a heroic person getting us out of Afghanistan. And then he he did the little segue that says, oh, that's why he's talking about this. And the segue was to, well, Biden's getting out of Afghanistan because we have terrorism at home that we have to focus on. We have domestic terrorism, January 6th, the capital insurrection, they call it. That's the terrorism that's top priority now. So that's why Biden's pulling out of Afghanistan to concentrate our efforts on focusing on getting rid of the domestic terrorism. Are you kidding? That's No, that's exactly what he did. And then later on in the show, they did a, a segment called Tuning in the News or Tuning Out the News, which is a cartoon that delivers news sarcastically. And the part of the cartoon delivering the news was to compare how – this is a little bit of a different topic – but to compare how – Trump's administration told the Capitol police officers not to go to to go easy on the white protesters. Meanwhile, the police officers are trying to kill all the black people. That was literally what this segment was about. Delivered from a cartoon. Was it funny? No. <laughs> it doesn't sound funny. Not in the least bit. Why would it be a cartoon? I think the idea of moving from Afghanistan to focus on domestic terrorism implies that those are mix and match resources that are constrained, that you couldn't do both and you redeploy them. Like that's true in a war where you have a limited number of boots on the ground who can mobilize in X amount of time and maybe you move them from one position to another position on the border. But that's not how it works here. Yeah, it's not either domestic or foreign terrorism. Right. And they're not supposed to use the army to put down what, what are crimes. See, this is the thing. Let's get rid of the question of terrorism. You either have a war or you have pirates or you have criminals. That's it. There is nothing else. And and most of this stuff is all about like with the voting stuff, subverting the processes anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Complete subversion. I mean, this is the late show, hilarious content coming from the late show. He took the propaganda up another step with his vaccine introduction and his segment on vaccinations. And we talked from the, about the crisis, not the crisis, the 
the civic alliance that creates scripts for a lot of these networks and how they talked about using humor to shame people into doing things, doing the right thing. And that's exactly what this segment illustrated. He starts it off by saying, we've had some good news. We're almost out of this. But this new variant is really starting to create a high number of infections similar to last year, similar to last summer. So that makes it very critical and important that you go out and get your vaccine. And then he introduces his new segment which I'm going to tell you about what's going on with all the vaccines in my new segment, the vaccine, S-C-E-N-E. So what's happening in the vaccine world and the graphic image. Wow. So like the really cool bars, late night clubs where the supermodels hang out are going to be the vaccine. So here is the imagery on this. We have a graphic at the bottom of the screen that is a giant syringe with a really long, sharp needle, and it says the vaccine on it. And then the intro jingle is six syringes with long needles that are wearing pink tutus and that are dancing and singing a song that goes like this. Get your vaccine, get your vaccine, get your vaccine, get your vaccine, get your vaccine. Get to, get to hug your mom, get to hug your mom, get the vaccine, get the vaccine. Oh get the, Just over and I mean, they are literally programming and brainwashing right. their audience just shamelessly. This is a late night television show. It, it is some of the most blatant World War II propaganda might as well have been in black and white. Who is telling me? Maybe this was a while ago. I'm not sure, but... The is there? Do you listen to Howard Stern? I haven't in years. Right. Okay. So I don't either. But I. I so I can't be sure this is right. But I guess they have a character on there, a caller, black guy. I assume because I think he calls himself like the king of all blacks, something crazy like that. And he was saying how like there you would have to be a fool to get the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, and there is absolutely no way. Like, be sure to ask for Pfizer or Moderna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, way to be anti-vax, dude. Yeah. So so that I, I thought was interesting. And, and I'll tell you, you uh, that reminds me, he brought a guest on to address the J&J vaccine. And he tried to introduce it real somberly to contrast the joke that they were about to make. And it was, it's just very terrible that they're that. <laughs> women are in jeopardy because of this Johnson Johnson vaccine of blood clotting. And here I have a guest, a certified woman, a writer of my show. She's a certified woman, so she speaks for every woman is what I took from that. And he said she was a certified woman? Yeah, a real certified woman. Yeah, so What the woman, fungal does that mean? Are you saying if I had a penis and called myself a woman that I would not that's be a good point. A woman? That's a, that's a good what point. I, so he's anti-trans. Wow. He's anti-trans. What a hater. Yeah, what a terrible Fucking person. hater. So she comes out and she gives her little spiel. And the joke of it is that she's not down and out about it at all because she says, I didn't realize that I had because the whole angle was that she had gotten the J&J vaccine. And it was I didn't realize that I had had something so safe in my body. I'm so excited. And then she goes on to list all the things she puts in her body that are more dangerous to her health than the vaccine, than the like J&J what? vaccine, like a tampon, birth control, a penis. So the <laughs> J&J vaccine is so, so safe. But can I just point out that there are benefits to all of those things that clearly are weighed in your cost benefit analysis? On what you're putting in your body, whereas there is no risk of death from COVID to that cohort, whereas there is risk of death to the vaccine in that cohort. Yeah, but the vaccine really, really gets you off, I think. I think that that's better. Than- <laughs> but it doesn't even keep you from spreading it or they wouldn't need to mask up vaxxed people. 
You know yeah. what I mean? So it's, it's, it's just baffling. It's a, it's a it's a false comparison. Absolutely. But I w- wanted to tell you, I saw come across the wire. Apparently, L.A. the county is making the Staples Center where the Lakers play and the Clippers uh, require. I don't know how they're going to enforce this, but require people who come to the games have a or even other events, I think, have a vaccine vaccination, proof of vaccination or a test within 72 hours, which I, I, I know people worry about the tests, like the tests themselves might have some contaminants on them. I don't know about that. But the idea of having a vaccination requirement is pretty scary. It's coming from the county government, even though the FDA has not yet approved it. We got a little heads up from Quiet Eagle, a patron who says it looks like they're trying to fast track the approval. And maybe the J&J thing was a psyop to show that the other things are safe. So J&J does not get the approval, even though it's only one in a million that you have a problem and that'll help fast track the other and add credibility. I think that is all true. And then the last thing, another patron sent me a heads up that Orange County was making a digital vax passport with a QR code required and people were up in arms. So now they are going to offer it, but it will be voluntary. Some some good stuff happened in Orange County, which is just yeah, south or that's west good. There's or whatever people up in arms about it. I also saw a story, I think it was in the Wall Street Journal, about how the fake vaccine cards have they're here and it's a problem what are they going to do about it people are getting these black market cards and they're going to want to stop to it well that what they'll do about it is give you offer you the vax tat maybe they'll start thinking talking about the vax tat which is like a tattoo that you cannot see yeah that's made of like radiant like scan a black light over it I guess so. But this is the story where I, I saw it was an, in an article, an MIT article. So I'm I'm fairly confident this is true, that, that what they use is this ink that is in that they they make from a derivative of firefly glowy stuff. I don't know. And I believe wow. it's called Luciferase. I think that ink is called Luciferase because it's lucid. It's it like yeah. illuminates. We're gonna, they're going to turn us into hybrids with lightning bugs. <laughs> could be, could be. I'm wondering how the black market world is working. Are there people somewhere, prostitutes who are demanding to see vaccine papers first? Is Are people who are sharing needles going, before I, I share that heroin needle, I need to see your vaccine card first? Did I? You know, that's how they got my brother. They told him sharing needles gave you AIDS. So even though he didn't have any problems, like any illness at all, he had shared a needle because he's an IV drug user. Like he was not in a good way, I can assure you. But he went to the doctor because of that. And they told him that he had a positive on HIV, which you will always get a false positive on HIV if you have hepatitis, which he did. Yeah. So and that was it. Then they started giving him AZT and he died. So... That was a long time ago, but it was not cool. Uh, but it, didn't you tell me that Snopes was debunking the thing about the Luciferes? Yeah, they present. They do as they always do: is they present a question 
that nobody's really asking or nobody's claiming yes. claim that nobody's claiming. <laughs> right. And they debunk yeah. that claim. The straw it's pretty man. funny. Yeah. yeah, it is funny. The straw man argument. But like the one about the one about Hunter Biden was, did Hunter Biden murder 38 Chinese children? And <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not what the laptop conspiracy is. Nobody's claiming that. And right. in this case, they said, is the COVID-19 vaccine Luciferian? Is, are they one in the same? And right. Of course, they said no, it's not. And but within the the debunk, they kind of ad, they admitted that that was in some of the trials or something, so that that ingredient was used. So hmm. they often do prove things by their deep. They prove the things that they're debunking in their debunks, but they just they <laughs> write these really long debunks. They're like eighty pages long. It feels like sometimes, and buried at the little lower third that nobody reads. That's where you'll find some useful information usually. Interesting. Okay. A college in Maine, St. Joseph College, is cracking down on students not wearing masks on campus. So, obviously, this college must hope to see enrollment shrink if this is going to be the new standard. <laughs> it's a Catholic college, is too. It? Yeah. They're, they're giving $50 tickets out to students who violate the school's face mask requirement. <sighs> and there was one student who spoke about it. He said, this is uh, Junior Patrick Myers. He said he was outside enjoying the nice weather. This is this past Sunday. And he pulled his mask down below his nose. So he had his mask on. He just exposed his nose to get a freaking breath of fresh air when a campus police officer, those guys are always fantastic, whip around and he approaches him and says, no, 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 you can't do that. I'm sorry. I hate to do this to you. I got to give you a $50 fine. 21 of these tickets have been handed out over the past two weeks. This is a great pitch for the university. Come to St. Joseph University in Maine where you'll get a great education and we won't let you pull your mask down when you're standing outside by yourself. I mean, and to think of the again, that demographic is at basically no risk whatsoever. Yeah. And where is I just reading the kids there's not been a single case of a like a child giving it to the parent or any of that like it's just but whatever i'm i'm totally fatigued with the whole i i I think stuff like that is going to make more people turn against it i think they're pushing too hard i think the that is it's getting too too heavy i have no faith in the collective mind of the american public and any i don't know maybe it's because i'm in la yeah where it's in the hotbed of it yeah where if i don't know i assume georgia is much much better but i don't know so before we get to our last big story of the free 30 which i have some friendly feedback from a feeling fan who has some comments about some of my comments on our interview with Bob the Prepper on Friday. All right. So I, I, I worry a little bit when I offend people and I like to bring it out to the fore because if if this guy was driven to comment, other people probably feel the same way. So I'll tell you what my uh, offensive position is in the last story of the free 30 and i'm very eager to hear your stories binkley from in the patron 15 of the u.s developing weapons to fight should i say what it is no let's wait and hear what the latest enemy is that they're preparing for your tax dollars at work on tax day (laughs) and 
Why did John Cleese apologize for years of Monty Python material? I want to know what he said that was so offensive. That's in the Patron 15. And of course, a big thanks to the sponsor of today's show. This is a place I have never been, but I certainly will be on Sunday, April 18th. At two o'clock when we do our meetup at Neighbors Feed and Seed. But Binkley, can you, you're more familiar with the place. You've been there. Can you tell listeners what, if they come or call or order online, what they can expect from Neighbors Feed and Seed? Absolutely. They can expect a great customer service to begin with. Bill, he is going to answer all your questions and help you get what you need, whether you're uh, new at gardening or whether you're, you've been doing it for a while. He is really adamant about helping propaganda reporter listeners especially and everybody who who comes to the store it's a real homely place when you go in there but neighborsfeedandseed.com is a website and what they do is they offer chicken seed bird seed organic dog food organic heirloom seed packs and they even have some new seed pack grab bags in right now which they're going to give propaganda report listeners only 20 percent discount off with the coupon code prop report in all caps so type that in if you if you buy online type in that coupon code you get 20 percent off uh, they they have chickens there sometimes you can <laughs> i think they have, they're gonna have there. little chicks they have like i said spring. my dog huh spring chickens they yeah, have their little chickens, spring right. chicks i think and they have dog food that my dog loves dog treats it's just a really cool place check out their website neighborsfeedandseed.com see if you find something you like and give them a call go ahead monica are you bringing edmund I thought about it. I'm thinking about it. Probably not. It might be a little His too much. His legs are t- too long. It might be a little too too much excitement for him there. So I'll probably leave him at home. Yeah. Bray, if you have a really, really old dog. Yeah, maybe yeah. He, he would be just, just everywhere. If I'm yeah, yeah. And you actually, our goal is to say hello to every single solitary yeah. person who came to say hello to us. And you can't be chasing your no, dog I'd around. I'd be watching him the whole time if yeah, I did that. That's I would love to, but. Yeah, so maybe another out. time. Maybe we're in there aren't. Yeah, dot com. Yeah. 20% off. Prop report. Coupon code. 20% off. That's a lot. Okay. So, so please always support our sponsors. They support us. You can go to our website, thepropreport.com, and hit the shop button in the upper right-hand menu, and you can find where to buy some of our merch. But you can also find a link to a page with all of our sponsors' websites there. So... If you can't remember the URLs, just go there. And uh, if you want to support us, support our sponsors, but you can also support us directly. Today, I think, would be a good day if you haven't become a patron yet or if you were thinking of upgrading at patreon.com slash propaganda report each higher tier. So the basic all patron extra content, the commercial free 45 minute DNB every day. All of that is at the basic level, the truth sponge level, which is $7 a month, which is a lot of bang for the buck. Let me tell you. But as you go up the tiers, we have more and more live interactive events. That's really why we have extra tiers is to make each event more uh, smaller and more inclusive so that we can interact. So tomorrow night, Friday, April 16th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, we are having a VIP disappearing patron party. So if you are a friend of the show or a patron saint, you are invited to tomorrow's show. You'll have access to the link. I already posted the link. You can, uh, if you 
if you log into YouTube, you can be a part of the chat. It's a very intimate, very interactive. Binkley and I are on the screen live streaming video and y'all text each other on the sides, chat with each other on the sides. But it really is fun. It really feels like a party. You have to experience it to know it. And if you've been to the regular one, First Friday one, maybe you want to check out the smaller one. Just make sure you are a friend of the show or a patron saint. And if you do become a patron, you will not hear any more of these promotions, although you can always go to our sponsorship page, thepropreport.com, and click on shop to find sponsors who you might want to support, even if you don't hear all the wonderful things they have. And our latest Rockfin video is going to be dropping this evening. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's another thing. So. If you want to join rockfin.com slash propaganda report, go try to watch one of our exclusive videos and a subscribe button will pop up. If you subscribe to Rockfin, I will give you a special deal on patron saint status over at Patreon. They don't really let you make bundles or whatever, but I do have a special tier called patron saints rock. And if you let me know, you can, the best way, I guess, if you're a member of, you'll just join Patreon. Patreon.com slash propaganda report and just message me directly. And when you message me, I will open up that extra tier and you can make the move in there. So it's almost like getting the patron saint status and the Rockfin access for the same price as patron saint. So check that out. And without further ado, now on to the last story of the free 30. So, okay, yeah, so we were talking to Prepper Bob. Hopefully, Prepper Bob will come to a Zoom party soon. That would be fun. We've had homesteading. We've had agorism. We've had homeschooling. It's been pretty fun, the themes that we have in the Zoom parties. They're for patron saints, but um, it's just a fun time. So, we, we... Maybe Bob will come to one of those, but we talked to Bob on Friday. It was our interview and he was, he was on the scene. He was living the prepper life for (laughs) sure. From a shipping container. Yeah. From a shipping container. That's right. I don't know what the rest of his scene is like, but that was definitely a bug out situation if, if you need one. And when we talk about these topics, uh, you know, you start thinking about how to feed yourself, how to feed your family. I always think grow potatoes because potatoes don't need to be milled. You don't need to make flour out of them. They're very like what you don't like about potatoes when you're living the fat life. You probably like when you're living the the homesteading life. It's like a lot of calories and it's easy to eat and whatever. So another thing that people like to do that's very uh you know, helpful is to raise chickens for eggs. Like they, the chickens stay around and you can get a lot, a lot of animal protein out of eggs. And I also read the Nora Ged Gaudis book about primal eating, where she doesn't emphasize a lot of animal protein, but she does emphasize things like organ meats and bone broth, which has had a tremendous impact, I think, on my, uh, you know, my joints and stuff. But things have been not great since my gym closed. And, uh, so I like that stuff and I'm beginning to think about this new way of eating. But Sean said, finally, he's a big supporter of the show. He's a patron. He's really, uh, he loves the show. He's totally polite and everything. But he said, you know, I've, I've been moved to contact you because I, the 
eating meat, killing animals for your sustenance has a bad effect. He wrote a lot, a lot of stuff. So if you're a patron, you can read the comments that he left on our posting from Friday of the Prepper Bob show. And it's interesting. He's got a lot of resources, people to listen to. Uh, stuff to explore. But I think if I may paraphrase him or consolidate some of his thoughts, he thinks it is really, it is inhumane the way we raise animals. And that's absolutely true. So, I mean, that's Nora's like, it has to be pasture fed. You can't have any of that kind of industrial farming. He says, but even homesteading and stuff, animals are uh, not happy. In the end, I don't know if they're unhappy on the pasture. I don't I don't know about that. But in the end, I suppose he said it's unnecessary and it's immoral and it's just basically bad psychically and spiritually to live off of killing sentient beings. Now, I think you have an interesting point about that, Binkley. I've heard you make before. And you're serious. Yeah, I am serious. I am serious. Yeah. I, I've wrestled back and forth with that when it comes to animals a lot. And I, I joke I joke around a lot saying that I just wish that I could get through to roaches and other you know, insects. Because if we could just talk to them, I, I could just ask them to leave. It wouldn't have to be genocide. <laughs> that I, was... I actually mean that. I, I, do, I, I, I do sometimes, in, in lieu of killing uh, an insect or something, I'll put it in a cup and, and go sit it outside or something. And I know that's ridiculous. Some people might so, find So, no, people do that? But um, the idea of I get where he, I get where he's coming from, but plants are alive now. They're not alive in the way that we know what are what they life sentient? Is. I, that's what that's the, sentient. I don't know. I probably sentient in a way that we're completely unaware of. If I had to guess, I've told you the story before about the trees that there was an uprooted tree that was dying in the forest, and three other trees that were in the same vicinity grew around that tree in a way to where the rain came down and like a ramp, like a slide slid down those other trees and fueled and gave water to the tree that was uprooted, saving that other tree's life. And that type of stuff is, I don't think that's an accident. I, I think there's there's some level of consciousness. We might not understand it at all. It's completely a different type of consciousness than us, I would assume. And eating a salad is eating is eating something that was alive. When the the freshly cut grass smell that we smell is sense being sent off from terrorized grass. There was a scientific study about this. So that great smell, we love that smell. That's the smell of terror and death. And we love it. And it's the adrenochrome of grass. Right. There's a weird way to think about that. They, you know, they did a study on that and they do studies on everything, but I find it hard to find the, if you can abstract that out to pretty far, um, when you think about what is life and what isn't life, I do get what he's saying. And Maybe, maybe my thoughts on this are ridiculous. I don't know, but um, yeah, plants are alive too. It's a tough one. That's it is. Animals, animals are definitely you know, an, animals are alive. Animals have personalities. Uh, freaking cockroaches have personalities. It's it's oh tough when we when we, when we well, really think about it. For me, I I feel like when I hear Bill Gates and that crowd encouraging us not to eat animal products then that makes me suspicious. But I did meet a really, really high level cancer doctor who specialty was nutrition and who said that he one of his patients, I think I shouldn't say patients, but somebody 
who he had advised was the queen of England. And this guy, I was on a, yeah, he was on a, I was on a vacation. I was on like a, um, a hike, like a paid hike. You pay. And I, I, I advised the queen of England. Yes. He wasn't American, but he said, I, I was, so I, I was with this guy for like 17 days and he was basically vegan. Yeah. And I remember always scratching my head about that, thinking, does this guy just have to live that way because that's what the word is? Like that, hey, don't don't eat, you know, the he was a prominent physician and he isn't going to be able to go against the American Medical Association's recommendations, say, even if he didn't believe it. But like, I assume he really believed it. Yeah. I don't know. So that always gave me pause. But. I can't eat wheat at all and I can barely eat dairy. Like the older I get, the more my body just rejects all this stuff. So for me to give up animal products was very hard. Like I'm already, I'm changing the way I eat in favor of this stuff and it seems to be working for me. And I, and I, I know you, you could say that you don't need that stuff, but I, I kind of might need it. I don't know. I mean, this is working, but the bottom line is it's hard for me to like, I'm like a big ship. <laughs> like I can't, I'm not going to zip around from thing to thing, but I really appreciate the leads that I can follow. I can have this in my mind. Like this is the first time that I've, that since I was on that hike with that guy many years ago that I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should reconsider this. Maybe I should keep it in the back of my mind, not assume just because Bill Gates is for it, I need to be against it. I, I don't know. So it is it is worthwhile. I really appreciate it. And I'll I'll think about it. And, yeah. and I wonder if other people have the same concerns or really uh, uh, horrified when I talk about eating liver for breakfast, which I, I do. I think stuff <laughs> a, a good bit. I, it's tough. It's a tough thing to think about. It's uh, Things are... It, it, it'd be easier if things were just black and white and clear in the world, but they're not <laughs> yeah, in I, certain areas. And it's just, it can be challenging. I literally have to tell you this because it's so like crazy. I literally had liver and sauerkraut for breakfast. And then before the show, I had bone broth, which looks like jello. And somebody yelled at me for microwaving it. Once I was like, I just microwave it. Somebody reprimand, scolded me on Patreon. And so now I don't. I try to avoid the microwave because then I started reading. I read that Cowan book. A listener sent me the contagion myth and I read it. And he just mentioned like microwaves are really bad for the nutritional value in your food. And he talks a lot about structured water. Yeah. And I feel like maybe it, it damages that. There's so much to know about nutrition and we've been raised to believe the wrong thing. So you, really? it's like you yeah. have to do your own research every step of the way. So maybe I'm leveling up. I'm getting away from processed food. I'm getting away from the microwave. Maybe the next level will end up being vegan. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? I mean, I really don't know what, what how, we, we don't know so much more than we do know. Would Bob say rice and beans? That's a, that's a good staple to have. Prepper Bob. Yes. Yes. And that is a good, yeah, that's, it's cheap. I do. I bought like sacks and sacks of that stuff. I have all this dried food, as you can see, yeah. right next yeah. to my station here. But I, I also have just st like real food that I'm going to eat through, but just like five pounds of rice, five pounds of beans, just tons and tons of that canned peaches, jarred, jarred peaches. Yeah. Stuff like that. Anyway, I, I didn't mean to digress and go off on that side tangent, but... When someone tells me that they have a reaction to stuff that we say used to be in the day, 
That was the thing about WSB. The, the, you could just call us. Yeah. And when I guarantee you, if somebody's calling me a thousand other people, they said one call represented a thousand listeners. So you would know other people were listening. So I'm going to take that same same rule of thumb for the patrons and go ahead and address it. I do want to tell people it is Thursday, April 15th. We are tax day, boo. Tomorrow is Friday, April 16th, so we will definitely have to have a cocktail. It's a VIP DPP. So if you want to go to the Disappearing Patron Party tomorrow, make sure you're a friend of the show or a patron saint. If you signed up and you thought you were going to be included on Friday, go ahead and message me. I'll I'll send you a little invitation, uh, you know, as a welcome gift if you just joined and you didn't know what tier to be. But that's the, the place to be for the VIP DPP. We're also going to be at Neighbors on Sunday, 2 o'clock. April 18th, Garland, uh, we are helping Garland do a big fundraiser April 19th. So that is going to be in Atlanta. It's meant to pay for the legal expenses for his uh, uh, the lawsuit. So it looks like they are going to count ballots, they are, but they do have to continue to uh, press it through the courts. They got a new court date. So let me tell you where we're going to be. That's interesting. I don't mean to interrupt, but that is interesting. Yeah. That is a simple sabotage tactic is to continue to kick the can down the road, draining the financial resources of the adversary. Yeah, it's kind of messed up if you want. I know we're running over, but I will just read you what Garland said. He said, uh, Henry County Court granted petitioners access to Fulton mail-in ballot images produced by the voting machines. The court continued the voter GA case for a visual inspection until the ballot images can be analyzed. Another hearing is expected in 30 to 45 days. So now we're at June 1st. Yeah. We're at June 1st for that thing to be resolved. But we do, we do have to continue to fund it. So we are donating our time and, uh, it is tentatively scheduled for the Bold Monk Brewery on Ellsworth Industrial Boulevard in Atlanta, Monday night at 630. So if you want to go, there's going to be a, you know, a registration fee, but we'll give you the information. Continue to look at VoterGA.org in the events tab. It will be there. And so anyway, tomorrow's VIP DPP. Check that out. Sunday's neighbors. Monday is with Garland. Next Friday, I'm going to be in New York. If you want to go to that meetup, thepropreport.com, the meetup tab, you can find out where we're going to be then. But because I'm doing all this traveling and stuff next week, we're not going to have DNBs. But as always, we do this about four times a year, it seems like. When we take a week off, we have 10 interviews, conversations, swap casts, some patron exclusive stuff, some free stuff for the DMB. So we, we will continue to post every day to the DNB and the Patreon account the next week. So you'll have tons and tons of material. We, n- we never like to leave you in the, in the lurch. And I would like to thank our new patrons and give a quick shout out. Right. Terry, Allison, Sarah, Jeff, Thank you so much for joining patreon.com slash propaganda report. And I would like to give Dog Tired's shout out. Dog Tired's one of our UK listeners. I would like to give a shout out to my lovely wife, Karen. I bet she's not Karen in the modern sense. She's probably a classy Karen, mother of my three 
wonderful children. She has supported me in everything I've done since we first got together some 35 years ago. She's the best person I've ever met. Kind, (laughs) funny, clever, and beautiful too. Her millions have also made life a little easier. Good for you, dog tired. Nice, but played (laughs) no part in my choosing her. Only joking, of course they did. Sadly, they were millions of Turkish lira. Ouch. <laughs> that's that's not like bucks or pounds. Let me just tell you. you can, yeah. I, I assume it's like a million lira for a cup of coffee. Oh, but... <laughs> I see. I see what's going on. It's a different currency. Oh, yes, baby. It is a very different currency. I don't know what the... I don't know what the exchange rate is, but my guess is there's nobody on earth is getting the kindest, funniest, cleverest, most beautiful woman in the world, plus millions of dollars. Usually the millions of dollars ruin some of that kind and funny. (laughs) So anyway, always fun. Love our community. And now on to the patron 15. All right. You guys can find your drive time news blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content Monica was telling you about, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron or rockfin.com slash propaganda report. We will talk to you all tomorrow or in the patron 15. Have a fantastic rest of your day.